Hello everyone and welcome back to the Earth Bodies podcast. I'm Katie and I'm Meg and we are two of the founding members of Earth Bodies. If this is your first time here it's great to meet you. If you've tuned in before welcome back and thanks so much for being here. In today's episode we'll be discussing different approaches to creating art from initial ideas to a completed project or piece drawing on our own experiences as young artists. Our guest this week is Esme another founding member of Earth Bodies. You can find her at ET Arts Farts on Instagram. And now let's get into the episode. We thought we would start by discussing the traditional structure of creative subjects within education. And this can range from the very initial idea and then how you will use that idea, developing as you go based on research, development, developmental using different uh, materials, processes, different spaces you may create in, etc all the way through to the production of something you may exhibit or something that you may just have completed and be proud of. So I think this is different for um, for all people in education who are studying art. Like my, my specific experience was that you kind of, you're given like a keyword or a topic to explore and then you would just start straight away with experimenting with different materials rather than doing like any research or any like any thinking development first you just go straight into mediums which was um yeah I think that was different for other people mine has always been well the way that I've been taught my tutors previously has been research-based and Mm. that's something I've carried on as part of my practice now I don't think I've really deviated from that because I think I realized how I could use my interests and the way that I form ideas fits the structure quite nicely obviously you don't need to keep to it if it doesn't work for you yeah it's like taking what they've given you as like a basis and then working that into yeah your processes of working yeah it's quite interesting how like no matter whether you're like experimental medium based or whether you're like theoretical and thinking based both ways end up like both of these parts of a of a practice end up developing anyway like as you go through and it's not necessarily this cycle happens once in a project. This research development mm. experimentation piece can happen 12 times before the end of the project, or it can happen in mm. one great big long stretch. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the person, depends on the project, depends on the art you want to be making. Because Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's a complete um, like individual journey that we all have to take, and it's not going to be the same as, as anybody else. Like It's completely unique for you. Which I think is a really, really special thing. Definitely. And if your interests are really dependent on research and perhaps like scientific theory or data or perhaps psychological impact of colours, for example, you can't create Mm. without having done the research. Or Mm. if it's very specific to what you're trying to convey, you may need to. But if, if it's not, then you won't have to spend as much time as someone else on this or perhaps any. Really, it just depends. But... I guess also it depends on, yeah, if you're creating for yourself or for an audience or for both. But like, I think a lot of the time, maybe in school and stuff, it's a lot of it is you're maybe you're thinking about how it'll be shown, but it's more about you. And then as you develop through college, potentially a foundational university, it's beginning to develop that contemporary awareness and how an audience will react to your work. And why is your work important outside of making it for yourself? Exactly. And it doesn't necessarily need to be done visually. You can develop ideas through recording yourself speaking it into your phone perhaps Mm. you could be doing it solely through writing like a lot of my research and development and almost experiment is solely done by writing 
and tiny sketches, but not necessarily anything that maybe carried forward, just getting an idea down. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to be creating art research in visual form or developing ideas visually. You can do whatever works for you. And even if your final mm. isn't necessarily a visual piece, it could just be an experience or something like there is no you don't have to paint just because you do art, for example, do you know, like there is no yeah. fix. There really is no no right or wrong way of, of doing art. And within that, there's no right or wrong way of like having like the way your sketchbook is as well. I feel like in when I was younger, mm. I was up in, well, you know, I wanted my sketchbook to look nice. So I wanted it to be like, you know, enjoy like making it all. I ended up like making so much time, like making mm. the pages look nice or like thinking about how it works together. Not just, it can look nice, but what I'm actually making is more important than this. Yeah. And now like a lot of my work is just like a sketch will just be pages and pages of writing yeah. and no images but that's like it's for you it's not for someone else it's, it's that's a really what I find tool. useful sketchbooks for me and maybe for you are a tool yeah. that sit alongside your work but they're more just like an idea dumping ground or mm -hmm. something that you may want to come back to or research or anything like it's an ongoing like you may be researching as not necessarily a stage but it may be going completely alongside everything else you're making you may never stop researching and so a yeah. sketchbook is really good to keep track of like relevant information you found or things like that that could impact just have it open next to you when you maybe you are working on a piece trialing different things as you are working towards a final I think it can it can be a very good tool as well to like see how you do work and how you develop ideas as an individual because the sketchbook is essentially just like a flow of information from your brain and it can be like it can be like mind maps of all the different ideas you have or like any inspiration that you get from like literally anywhere you can just put it all inside a sketchbook and then be like oh my god like look at my brain basically and how this journey has taken me to my final piece which is never actually a final piece it's just like another piece which ends up becoming becoming something else definitely and it's like what you're saying about looking at the journey of a sketchbook yeah. it's really interesting to look back on and think oh my god that's a really pivotal moment that changed where my direction was yeah or this is something that I completely abandoned but six months later you may go back to me like, oh my god that was a really good idea this really feeds into what I'm doing now and it's really mm. a valuable piece a valuable document or artifact to have alongside you because you can always go back to it or look at what your ideas were or if like you want to revisit an idea like sometimes I'll be like I don't really remember what this piece was about like I made it years ago but to be able to return to that and put yourself back in that mindset of okay this is what I was thinking and even just like if you're a bit stuck for ideas sometimes to look back at all these ideas you had but didn't actually do because you went down a different way it can definitely spring off new ideas I think one of my main ways of like starting a project is like reflecting on mm. like, my last project and like what went well or like definitely. what I've learned from it or what I want to take forward definitely and even if you do because there's been a project there's been a I'd say one or two since starting uni that I've just completely abandoned once I've finished it I've been like this is not going to be something I pursue I'll think well why don't I want to pursue it what is it that I did that I didn't enjoy what is it that I learned or focused on that wasn't for me and then I can see that and think well I started it for a reason what was it and what have I what am I rejecting and what am I going to be doing instead of this in this new project and it's really good to have it in front of you to be like well this is what it is and like to have your own thoughts in that as well like not necessarily research that hasn't come from you but just how you feel about a painting or like mm. what you're feeling at that time in the project because sometimes well almost all the time the art you're making is going to be linked so directly to how you're feeling and responding to other external factors as well almost like a diary yeah leading on from that like what kind of inspires you to begin a creative project or what are the early stages of maybe your sketchbook that you 
yeah initiate them definitely I think it, I think it's impossible for me to start <laughs> without looking at the previous one it's impossible because I, I can't just start I can't just pluck a random concept from thin air and make art about it it's always to do with my interests that have obviously evolved through time and I learn so much about myself through the art that I make things that I really think I'm passionate about I'll be spending three months making art on it and think am I really that passionate about yeah. it if I've made art and I don't like it about it really big struggle and sure to think of things to say about it my initial parts of my project are just like noticing things around you whether that's visual things or listening to things or conversations that you have with other mm. people before I like even start researching it will just be taking little photos of these funny little things that you're not really sure like how they're going to piece together but like you're just sort of collecting and documenting. So it's definitely like it's, it's just constantly ongoing. I don't really begin specific projects like for me it's very much constantly constantly going like for me my art practice is completely like my way of life. It might sound like really cheesy to say but it's completely true it's like whatever is going on in my life at the time that is what my art will be about. And of course, it will be it will be very holistic. Like it won't just be um, me expressing one thought I've had on a subject. It will be like everything which links to that subject or something that's like I've read, which has changed my perception of the subject I'm making on listening to music and hearing like a specific lyric, which is like, oh, wow, like that really relates to something I'm doing at the moment. And then seeing what I'm doing being different from how it was before. Like for me, it's completely ongoing. But I can say there's like, I can see different chapters of my life. And I guess you could say those are individual projects, but they're all like going towards whatever's going to happen next. Continue the um, book metaphor. It's not necessarily a autobiography, just because it's you that's making it about your interests. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be sat down thinking about, oh, I feel really awful today. So my art is going to be about awful things and going to tell when <laughs> of my day from start to finish it's it, it can be autobiographical just just in the sense of it's you making it and the only person that could make this art is you mm -hmm. therefore you are going to be linked to whatever you're making and if you are feeling awful it will be reflected perhaps in the themes or the content but it doesn't always have to be directly a story of your life in yeah. the literal sense it can be this is what I'm interested in now. Very much, it's all like a self-portrait, but it doesn't necessarily like look like the outside of you. But it's all completely from every experience you've ever had. Whether you consider it to be significant or not, it will feed into whatever you're doing. Mm. Like your perception is completely like everything which is going on outside goes inside of you, swirls around a bit, and then gets like puked out onto a piece of paper or onto a canvas or into like some words. That's art, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Noticing things, I think the more you yeah. pay attention to yourself, the more you pay attention to responses, but also how, the more you pay attention to your environment, to so the conversations you're having, like your visual environment and like everything, as long as you're noticing things, I don't think personally I can not have inspiration. Yeah, maybe moving on from that, like even when there are all those things like around us and it can still be, you know, you can forget instantly and get into like a creative block. I thought it might be quite useful if we spoke on that a bit. Yeah, having a structure that, um, you know, helps you like build back up from that, even if it's not rushing back into a project. I think artist block is actually a really important part of the creative process. Mm. Like for me, and it's, I think... Um, it's referenced in this book that I'm currently reading called uh, Women Who Run the Wolves. 
and they talk about the cycle of creation and like the cycles which go on inside of us and how like we'll be creating and making for a certain amount of part of this journey then at some point we have to stop and rest and regain our strength to be able to keep making but during that time like you said like you're still consuming your environment so you're still developing thoughts developing ideas developing emotions and feelings which will then be expressed when you like kind of can be bothered to make again <laughs> you don't have to put so much like pressure on yourself either like I feel like when you're in you're in creative block mode it can be quite nice to just play so like play with materials play with like new color schemes if you're into colors or like play with collaging if you've never done collaging before it's like doing something that you just haven't tried will give you like a new a new perspective no a new perspective isn't it that's what I'm looking for <laughs> new perspective <laughs> and then it might it might like reboost you to get back into your creation I thought also it'd be quite good if we um gave our own tips on how yeah when we are feeling like maybe not creative block but just like you're going through different highs and lows of like creating and like creating a bit of structure for yourself like what helps you Maybe even when you are waiting a lot, but you know you have a deadline, how do you make that deadline when, you know, it's such a personal thing and it's strange to work to a set deadline? Definitely, like, forgiving yourself in the beginning, like, making sure that you understand that this is just a low point and you'll get through it and you are going to be okay and you're still an artist. I feel like sometimes you can, you can, like, lose the ability to, like, self-validate yourself. Mm. Self-validate yourself validate yourself as an artist when you're in this low point um so for me what I find very important is to ground myself to like look within and understand who I am again it's like personally I'll look through photographs like all the way through my life and then be like oh yeah now I see my journey now I see where I've been and now I understand who I am and that can kind of rejig me and restart me and let me go back into into creating and hitting the deadlines but then you kind of also have to remember that everything's a work in progress like nothing is ever fully finished so you can display something which is if you want to say half done you can say half done but like it's still okay to to show something and be proud of something when it's still in progress exactly and we're here to learn like speaking as a university student we're here to learn how to do things we're not here to be we didn't all arrive as like 20 years into our career with a portfolio (laughs) and like cv with a million different exhibitions on it and even if you have done that you're still learning but as like in our early 20s it's just such it's a very learning environment and anything that you wish you had done differently or done the same or repeated it's worth knowing that yes this deadline is approaching the tutors have even said they just it's marking it for how it is at the time it's not saying this project is over like you were saying earlier it's how your project just continues it's just saying it might be a difficult few weeks trying to get something together or for example all these different things a deadline can bring but then knowing that after the deadline you've still got however many months till the next or however many years worth left of creating in you so it's not the end even if it does feel like a challenging we're very lucky that we have a studio space for uni but just having a separate space so that's just like a separate room other than your bedroom or like a desk that's set up where you're like treating it as a job in a way like this is where I go and this is my little creating bubble yeah it's hard as well when you identify as an artist because you're like well where do I draw the line what if I want to paint in my room today because it's like something I'm doing is like a little bit of a hobby yeah. but then it's like well actually I've got this other piece that I need to do but this is a bit more like deadline based for someone else this is to be seen 
It's like, mm. well, do I still paint in my room? Do I want to go to the studio? Is it, can I talk while I'm making this? Or is it very much like a concentration-based thing? And it's like, well, drawing the line between, well, even if there is a line to be drawn, yeah. even. Yeah, like I get what you mean. Between me as an artist and it is my life and who I am, but also like separating myself from it and thinking this is a task that needs to be done. Like, yeah. where do you draw the line if there's a line? I think, yeah, sometimes it can help to like, treat it as like a work kind of structure and go oh I'm gonna get up at nine and I'm gonna finish at two and then I'm gonna get my other tasks done later because it might not always work like sometimes it's like you're in like a flow state of like I'm really inspired and passionate and this is the time I'm gonna create but sometimes like if you're having like a few weeks where you're like I know I need to do something but I'm not really feeling it just creating something for yourself that you can fall back on yeah and that's something I've struggled with this last year is setting myself those times and setting myself mm. like do something anyway because being so like oh I'm an artist oh I'll be I'll get it done when <laughs> I feel like it like all these things are equally fine like you don't have to force yourself when you no. physically can't or mentally can't but also it's like I'm also have to remember that I am at uni and if I had an essay deadline I'd also have to write an essay if I didn't really mm. feel like it like mm. the context that you're in like at mm-hmm. the end of the day I'm an artist but I'm at university so sometimes you will have to what do you have to just bite the bullet and spend time working and that's okay and like yeah if you're not being like like making something that can be like I'm going to research or I'm going to read or I'm going to do some like writing work because that's what's you know working for me now instead like like just trying a completely new medium to like see if it'll just spark new ideas yeah I think it's actually really good to be able to do that as well because it's like your concept will only get stronger by you exploring it in a different medium. So like you being able to express what you want to express through painting, you then are able to go and then express that same concept through a, through a poem, for example. You know, you're only getting deeper, like a deeper understanding of, of what the concept is. Like yeah. for me, I very much work in mo- like lots of different mediums at the same time. And I struggle if I'm like, if I'm calling myself a painter for a month, like I, I will not be able to do, I just won't be able to do it. I have to like be able to do painting and photography and poetry and constant reading and thinking as well. Otherwise it just, I stop forever <laughs> and that's not going to happen. On one, like, yeah, one format, it's like you kind of, becomes the thing you want to do the least. It's like having that balance so you can like, it also yeah it keeps you creative like throughout the day for like oh I'm a bit sick of doing this like painting for three hours it's like well I'm gonna go do some photography now I think um I think part of that is like that stick like I've really felt that as well it's like a stigma of going oh maybe I can use these disciplines but I have like say one I'm like good at Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. everyone knows oh I don't know not everyone knows but like you know I can paint realistically or something that other people like it's I think part of it is the people who aren't creators and going oh but what are you really good at what's your one thing and it's like oh I don't really have a one thing that's like my major then the others are like things that I sometimes do that I'm like oh I'm not um, technically skilled in maybe it's yeah yeah, I think it's partly like I'm not feeling like I'm technically skilled in one thing or like have a really high level skill in one thing yeah it's like that's okay that is okay I think humans just like to categorize as well don't they just like or categorize labels i think within these labels there's like subcategories of painter sculptor ceramicist all these different things but it's also like as i was saying there is no one that you have to be like these labels are quite limiting at the end of the day because if you were just a ceramicist like what if you wanted to 
paint pictures of your ceramics like or if you want yeah. to put them like organize them and assemble them on the side of a hill like does that mean that you couldn't because you need to like, photograph them like all these different things like it can be troubling because it's almost like a self-identity as well not only is it yeah. how other people see you but how you see yourself it is but this our self-identity is not fixed like we're constantly growing and so to say like no this is me i'm static now this is who i'm always going to be it's like it's damaging you shouldn't like i feel like it's because I, I definitely used to do that like i used to be uh, i used to only paint like really tormented realistic large-scale faces and that was me for maybe two years and i was like i was scared to try anything else i was just kind of i didn't think i could um yeah you get comfortable doing something or like you think it's but I guess like yeah especially in the past it's something becomes your thing so what kind of ways work for you two to like initiate a project or start researching I think that the research starts before the project starts I mm -hmm. think that I won't the research will just be out of interest of things um and then perhaps if there's like a common theme between a lot of what I've been reading or conversations I've been having that can spark mm -hmm an intentional research because it may be unintentional beforehand yeah and then it suddenly becomes intentional when there's like a project for it so I think if I've been reading certain books and people have recommended things um I'll speak to the academic so the tutors or the lecturers at uni and they might recommend things or go to the library and just browse like literally just look through the books yeah. and see if there's any book that has really nice visuals and the best things just definitely your mind will like subconsciously be like trying to look for things as well which link to what you're thinking about at the time as well so like you'll pick up on one painting but you won't pick up on the other like five because there's there's just there'll be something about that painting which directly links to what you are wanting to explore exactly. I guess that, that's all bits but like, really good to like look into a bit deeper yeah exactly and one painting may be really relevant at the time you're at the exhibition but then maybe two months later you'll be making something else in a completely different kind of medium whatever mm. and then you think mm. oh this painting too or oh this sculpture too and even at the time you may not have been looking for it so i really do i really do like seeing art experiencing art i think that's a really mm. vital piece for me and conversations i think who you surround yourself with i think that is mm. really important for yeah um the art that i make you make rather because just dramatically changing who I've been spending time with has really, really influenced my art and really put a whole new spin on my own perspective on even the reason for making art has mm. been completely revolutionised. But obviously I'm happy for it. I'm really glad of what I've learned and who I've met and everything that they've had to say about it. But I think that just spending time with people, especially people who are interested in art or other interests, but... So yeah, similar interest to yeah, you, maybe. Or definitely. Yeah, it does really help. Can really, really initiate conversations mm. that you've never had. Or they may know artists that you don't know, or they may know books you don't know. Or just have opinions that aren't. Yeah, that make yours. you question your perspective. I think part of it as well is like having like a like that faith or like trust in what you're doing because a lot of the time when you do like start like, you know reading or just observing you don't know like how it's going to come together or what these things how these things link and you can get a bit caught up like if you have like a looming deadline or something thinking how do these come together what does it mean yeah. and just going like is this actually anything but just like having that trust that you know these are going to collect together in your mind you just need a bit of time for it to become something else and that's why it's nice to think about the longevity of a project because there's no way that i could spend three months making a few like pieces of art 
doing reading a few books and thinking yeah I've learned all there is to know about this now done yeah. like no it's like a lifelong I'm sure there'll be things that I think of in my 40s that I was thinking about now or like mm. it's always gonna or want to create then that will be have parallels to what I'm creating now or definitely even what my peers are making now I might be having a studio in my late life and thinking <laughs> oh my goodness at universe Katie was doing this thing and like it is just a whole kind of consuming visually all of the like information yeah like sometimes you'll be like oh what was that thing I saw two years ago like that this artist someone told me in college or school and I'm there going for my sketch it's like what is their name (laughs) because I was like it's on the tip of my tongue where you message someone like please can you tell me the artist that you told me about three years ago because you'll be seeing it with like new eyes every time like you look at it it's like you're kind of you've grown a bit more as a being so the way that you look is going to be different and you'll pick out new things that you might not have even thought about before it's like when you read a book and like you're saying like you when you underline stuff and then I'll reread a book and I'll be like why don't I see this other bit this is the bit that stands out to me now like that like, yeah. like that's so interesting <laughs> yeah I really struggle with like that balance of digital and physical because sometimes like it can be really useful to do some of like documenting work digitally it can get like you know writing something down I'm like I can't read that later but also I yeah, like you said like I hate having that much screen time or that mm-hmm. my art practice becomes too much time on the screen books are very traditional I think it would be impossible to discredit them whereas like social media is probably going to be easier to discredit but personally for me I find social media a very important part of my practice mm-hmm. like having it on a different platform where different people are able to see it and you're able to like put an image with text as well whereas you might not you can do that obviously in in physical life but I don't know I think putting it on social media is a bit of a different thing and then also being able to like see other artists on social media as well I find really like quite an important part of my practice being able to um sorry especially finding like more contemporary artists a lot of the time or smaller artists like you know it can be quite limiting and the connection like I know your work is very connection based so it makes sense to have people involved in the viewing like constantly as well yeah yeah that is a good point actually and I like seeing people's comments as well because it's like ah, oh, you know like somebody commented on one of my pieces saying um like thank you for your work like it's really like your revelations are really important to me and I was just like oh wow that's like that's a really really beautiful thing to hear and it kind of gave me a bit of a boost and Exactly. Artists are quite anonymous almost like there's the art and the artist or like you don't get to thank the artist or like tell them what you think but I think it is really interesting that like people are able to communicate with you and give you not not even like feedback but just like like a conversation almost yeah like because especially when like you know we've all probably come from like making art for yourself because that's kind of how things initiate but like getting to a stage now where people kind of like you know talk about what you're doing and appreciate what you're doing they're like oh that's a really nice addition like I do this for me but like for or like mm-hmm. sometimes you do it for an audience too but for to know that it benefits other people just warms your heart so I uh, hope you gained a deeper understanding of the broad ways that art research and practice can be initiated and developed as we were like different individuals we each have our own personal ways of creating and we want to remember like there's no right or wrong way of doing this of course, through being in education, we've all had like the luxury of time to work out what process work best for us. But university isn't the only way to do this. We hope you've given you some ideas that you can incorporate into your own schedule. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could subscribe 
and you can also stay up to date on our social media at Earth Bodies Collective. Next week will be part two of defining how sustainability can lack but also thrive within the art world and this episode will focus on the context in which the art world operates, whose voices are heard and why that matters. So have a great week and thank you for listening.